Michael S. Kelly, Jim Dwight Cree, Carl Eddie and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, people persons better podcast. Dunder Mifflin, people persons better podcast. Dunder Mifflin, the people persons better podcast. Time out, time out, time out. Welcome to the People Persons Paper Podcast, the show where we are going chronologically through every episode of the NBC sitcom The Office. Uh, I am Hilton Bryce. With me, as always, is Brian Sittler. I am Brian Sittler. And you are back as I am back. It's good to be back. It's good to be back after our Halloween Thanksgiving break. Two holidays. Yeah. Just Two holidays and one hiatus. Took some time off. Did you, did you watch a little bit Office? A little time bit. Off? Yeah. A little, a little bit. Yeah. I, um, I kind of wanted to have a little separation. Sure. You sure. know, here and there. But it's always going to creep back into your life. Yeah. So even if I didn't watch... Full episodes. Inevitably, I would. I find the YouTube channel. You did some traveling. You saw fish. I did. Yeah. I, I went and survived Nashville. Cool. Um, I went to Nashville, got sick, and nice. still persevered to <laughs> go got to through two, it. To go to two outdoor shows in fifty degree weather. Oof. Man. So nobody questioned my love of that band ever again. Yeah. No. 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 <clears throat> the band nor this show. Your, your loves are well established. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in case it wasn't question. It shouldn't be anymore. Shouldn't but be it, anymore. Not that it ever was or ever will be. Yeah. But yes, it was fun. Good times. Uh, just had Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was a good time. We all had Thanksgiving at the table, I believe. We did, yeah, partially. One yeah. way or another. Yeah. And uh, that was that was nice, too. Yeah. That was nice, too. And uh, uh, we are back now. We are still deep in Season 3. We're actually on Episode 13 of Season 3, Traveling Salesman. And mm. uh, traveling to beautiful Tulsa, Oklahoma to hang out with us for Thanksgiving uh, is uh, my uh, mother and good friend, Elise Price. Our favorite guest yeah uh, hi welcome to the show thank so glad you, to have you. you thank you for coming on nice to be here and of course we were yes. talking before the show that you <clears throat> you've been a sales uh sales salesman yourself so mm, you, you, yeah you definitely uh, uh there were sales elements lady. A, sa- a sales lady <laughs> a salesperson whatever person. yeah <laughs> the uh um, so but you, you know there was would you say there was a lot or a little of, of relatability in what you saw from the, the sales people in this episode. Oh, total. Total, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. are a dream team. Yeah, because yeah. we see not only, um, you know, we see a number of sales calls and a number of ways with which uh, the Dunder Mifflinites actually make these sales or, or don't in, in some cases. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it's, uh, yeah, uh, it's interesting to see their different approaches Yeah, for each um, for each particular sales E, mm-hmm. sales, sales uh, giving person. Yeah. Well, you always get stuck with the trainee, or you are the trainee. Yeah, you know, when you're the, first doing something. That's sure. true. Did anybody ever put you out to pasture like uh, maybe Stanley did to Ryan? Not exactly in that manner. I'm saying, but yeah. like just kind of let you sink or swim, and give you no prior warning of anything. Yes, they did. They do but, that. Is yeah. that like a hazing thing, kind of? No, they just do it because. Because they want to be a you-know-what. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Which Stanley totally was. <laughs> and <know>. he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they either decide that, oh, you're a woman and you can't do this as well as I can, or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, you're not a seasoned woman in this respect, depending upon who yeah. you're given bosses. Yeah. So then you get out there and you're kind of like, Okay, this is this job is not going to last very long. I can tell that. I really right. don't know that much about the product, and right. I have no clue who I am going to see. And then all of a sudden, I guess my New York kicks in, and it's like, <laughs> ah, come on, this can't be that bad. And <laughs> yeah. you get in there, and all of a sudden they start talking to you, and like, well, I need this, 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 and this, and it has to have this capability, and this and that, and the other, and you're like. 
we can do that. Yeah. And they say, well, how do you know? You, you're not even checking to find out if they can do that. I know my company. I know they can do it. Well, and that's sort of the go. thing is that there, there's an element of uh, the salesmanship has an element of, of performance, mm -hmm. uh, an element of bullshitting, maybe. Especially <laughs> when you're trying to sell paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and, and, and just an element of connecting with the customer so that it's, it's less so about the product and more about the experience. You, yeah. you, you're, you're sort of selling them an experience, which is we saw in so many different ways from uh, Michael immediately identifying with the fish caught on Lake Wall and Paw Pack right. and the way that he brings right. that up. And the way that... Call back from Booze Cruise. And I mean, and, and we can come back to this, this, this uh, element of the show, uh, this whole ep, because it, it is such a key moment for... We, we've seen Michael yes. turn into a salesman before we have. in past episodes. Mm -hmm. where we, that, that goofiness, that... Uh, that uh, dumbness, the the, the yeah. inattentiveness to the, the world around him fades away, yeah. and he becomes a salesman. He can actually connect with the customers and make mm -hmm. that sale. Yep. And we saw that today, not only just in the fact that he knew Lake Wall and Paul Pack, but the way that he sold it as, I've been out there with my stepdad, but I never caught something that big. Mm -hmm. You know, you, the client, you're still the king in the room, you mm -hmm. know? Just enough and, flattery. Yeah. And uh, between that, or you go over to where Phyllis and Karen are... Uh, go to get the makeover just to make themselves look like, you know, the kind of gal that appeals to that customer. And he turns the, the, mm -hmm. the picture around and sure enough, there's his wife in the exact same goofy ass hairdo. You know? <laughs> know your customer. Yeah. Know your market. Mm -hmm. It's with, it's a, it's just a little bit of uh, Oh, I don't know. I think I said sex sells the last time we talked about this. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. To a degree. I, I think, you know, and that's, yeah, that's their thing. They're trying to appeal to him, you know, <laughs> much to Karen's chagrin. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the minute he turns that around, she she looks at Phyllis. She knows exactly yep. why they did that. You know yep. why she looks like a, a a clown. You know, it's the yeah. it's the um, the genius and the madness, right? But that's you're selling yourself. That's the one thing I always heard. I, I think I saw that on yeah. some movie where it was just a basic. Here's your salesman training, some 1950s thing. Yeah. You're really selling yourself, Charlie. You know. Well, and yeah, and selling, finding a way to sell what you do for the company to them. And I mean, that's what Jim and, and Dwight do with the the way that 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 the intricate play, showing the wait time with yeah. the big companies. And Kelly immediately answers the phone at Dunder Mifflin. Right. And so you've got that. You know, we're exactly what you need. You know. This is true. So real quick, did, did you ever have to psych yourself up like Dwight did with Motley Crue to sell anything? <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of products that I, I really found just uh, impossible, stupid. Yeah. Nobody really needed them, but mm -hmm. it was money coming in, so mm. who cared? Yeah, right. On the other hand, uh, my thing with people is that I'd easy what I do now. I'm serving samples of tea, uh, uh, you uh, know, uh, when I'm at the market or yeah, whatever, right, and people right. will come over and they just stare at it. And they stare at it, mm. and they stare at it, and then all of a sudden they look at you and they go, "What is it?" And you go, "It's poison. It'll kill you <laughs> so fast, <laughs> you won't know what hit you." And then you go, "It's tea." Yeah. And oh come on, you know. And they look at you and they go, "I didn't know. Well, why didn't you ask?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so you sit there and you yeah. turn around and all of a sudden you say. Can people be that stupid? <laughs> you know, that bloody stupid. Uh, but on the other hand, I've also had people where I was the seasoned sailors were, and I took a fledgling out, yeah. a trainee, and I took them out, and they started talking and talking and talking, 
And I got to the point where I finally excused myself in front of the gentleman we were pitching. Mm. And I turned to him and I said, would you shut up? <laughs> Just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy started laughing. Now, hey, that could have killed the sale completely. Right. But he started laughing and he, mm. and he said, he's the new guy, huh? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he started laughing. He says, well, it was warranted. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, one in a million scenario. But the point is that different salespeople have different ways of getting to what they need to get to. So you had yeah. a similar incident of... Uh, with Andy. with Andy and Michael, yeah, yeah, yeah. where, where he's, back he's got his hand <laughs> yeah, on his neck, exactly, and you know, to stop. And, oh. Yeah, I, I mean, you're like, hello, it, yeah. it's either tea or or Kool Aid or <laughs> some funny looking coffee. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, uh, uh, we get we get the those different dynamics between older, more experienced salesmen and less experienced salesmen, let different styles. Like, because obviously Andy, whatever Andy was doing might have worked in other environments yeah. but it's Stanford, if yeah. Michael's got one approach you're going to essentially undermine it by going bombastic the way he was going exactly so. he was too worried about trying to get Dwight uh, fired from his job that's the thing this episode is so great it's, yeah. it, it's about the traveling salesman calls it's yeah, not yeah. it's about Andy trying to take down Dwight yeah and I found out about another uh, the other double entendre to this yeah the traveling salesman who goes to New York for his girlfriend to hand in the tax reports. Oh, and he's the almost, he's, he's the traveling, traveling salesman. salesman. Yeah, yeah and then almost any... gets fired for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it does get well. No, leaves. Yeah. Well, pseudo fired. And and that's the uh, uh, the beauty of it is that we get in. It's the third scene in the episode where we have Andy talking about how they've whittled down uh, the Stanford people from five to two. Yeah. Yeah. And then how he's going to try. He's trying to preserve himself at yeah. all costs. He's not going to get thrown in the chocolate river. Yeah, he's in survivalist mode. <laughs> yeah. <what we> call. <laughs> so, so from the first minute he's with Michael, he's undermining Dwight to sort of further plant himself in the office. And this is a number of just um, failed attempts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Michael just keeps, he's so oblivious, it's funny. Oh, when he's talking about the super friends, and is there a super friend who's super lame, you know, and he's trying to make him say Dwight, and he's in Hawkman. (laughs) 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 And Michael, he's in so many modes, this, he goes from like, in the opening, he's very childlike, and... Oh, yeah, with the talking computer. Yeah, talking computer. And then, I mean, we actually see him being the boss. Yeah. For everybody, and organizing, and being, you know, like, kiting Dwight because he's late to a meeting. And and then he's like, and then and then we just see him go blank, and then the rest of it's him going blank and not getting Andy's like over. over uh, oh yeah, um, you know his attempts to derail what Dwight. Yeah, well, we and then we, we get the scene in in, in in the car afterwards when when Andy screws up the sale, right. where he manages to still try and turn it around into digs at Dwight. You know, I really shrewded it. Really you know? shrewd. Yeah. So even in, in 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 coming off with that, I have to assume fake. Uh, remorse for the Fake sale. Remorse. It's still him trying to t- yeah. trying to can Dwight, and we get every little chance. Yeah, I like when he slammed on the brakes and Dwight knocked his head against. Oh, him. Jim, yeah. Jim, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's a classic, classic <laughs> moment well, that should always be remembered. Jim and Dwight are so good in this episode, not only because of how well they snap into useful mode when they're in the sales call jim and dwight aren't fighting they're no. totally a pair they're yeah, a team yeah. and, yang that, and yang. that may be is that the first time we've seen them really interact as a team yes you know because we've only so. seen the antagonistic relationship up to this it's point. always back and forth pranks always yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so this is a, a definite new thing for us and they're going to actually use this later because seasons from now there's going to be episodes where they really are teamed up uh-huh. you know? and then there's gonna be episodes where they absolutely hate absolutely hate each other that as well yeah and and but but it, they have that dynamic and then we get a little look into their past 
where Jim is reminiscing about what their he, old sales calls and yeah. what he wishes he could <laughs> warn himself about. I like their facial expression. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I like, yeah. and they definitely. Uh, I read about this. They photoshopped other, obviously, p- photos from themselves oh, yeah. onto those, uh, onto those, photos, those bodies. Yeah. And you'll notice in the in the picture, Dwight has his. He has in his weird way. He has his arm on Jim, on, on yeah. Jim, on his side. It's very, it's interesting. It's only something he would do. Mm-hmm. And um, but at the end, when they like kind of embrace, yeah. when he's leaving, I always thought that was kind of a nice. Like he always had affection for Jim in a way, yeah. even though he hated his guts. Well, you know what this <laughs> ends up being? This ends up being a very sympathetic episode toward Dwight. Oh, completely. And we have been seeing the the sympathizing of Michael Scott throughout season two and three as they've attempted to tone him down and bring him a step away from the Ricky Gervais character in the British office and make him yeah. more of a palatable yes. sitcom character. Right. And now we're also seeing that with Dwight. And it's not the first time, but this whole mm-hmm. episode is yeah. he went to New York to turn in the tax forms for his girlfriend. Doing a good deed. Yeah. He, he's trying to do a good job at a sales call. Yeah. He quits the minute he qu- he's questioned instead of uh, um, mm-hmm. reveal what she doesn't want known. Right. And... and He's, he's a sacrificial lamb. Yeah. He talks about wanting to die at his desk, which is admittedly <laughs> weird as shit, but, but we still get the idea that this man's dream is being torn from him. You know? He, I, I, I love the image of him just looking so destroyed with, yeah. with clutching his yeah. bobblehead yeah. in his hand. <laughs> the way he comes out the doors of Dunder Mifflin, right before he hugs Jim, he's just got that look of despair. Yeah. I mean, afterwards, just... What am I going to do now? Yeah, but I didn't see Jim hug him back. I just saw him hug Jim. And yeah, Jim yeah, just let true. him. Right. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. he was more confused. He didn't know <laughs> yeah. what to do. Yeah, like, yeah. And he was, got, he was probably thinking like, "What's Karen thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> Which and that line from her, the "What happened on the sales call?" <laughs> yeah. is perfect. It makes me wonder like. There's certain fans out there who hate Karen because they love Pam so much. Yeah. Because it's such a competition. But I just can't understand. Like, a line like that, how can you not like that character? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, I mean, she's never been one who's really been mean in any sense. She's just been the no. one who's not Pam. <laughs> she's the she's actually the character most in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. And that's why she, you know, she recoils at Michael as much, as funny as he is, because we don't have to live in that world. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, she, she, she. Uh, yeah, that's why she's just kind of like, wow, these people are really real. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually an outtake from another episode I w- thought was hilarious. They should have kept it in. They're talking about the party planning committee. Yeah. She's like, we didn't really have that in Stanford. I don't think they have that at any other branch. But to see it here, it's fascinating. <laughs> I was like, that should have been left in. Right. So how good. Ma- how many seasons this this run? Nine. Nine, Nine seasons. Nine seasons. Seven with uh, Carell, and then after that, the the focus of the show shifted a little bit. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it it was a little contentious um, because he is such a center of the show. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, taking out a good portion of. What every every episode had. Yeah. He now now episode. he's doing such completely opposite roles. He in is movies and stuff. Yeah, the new stuff looks interesting. I, I, yeah. Beautiful Boy looks like it was really yeah. cool. The one uh, uh, Marvel, uh, Welcome to Marvel, I think it was called. That one looks really yeah. really cool as well. I've never watched it because I I don't because it's gonna be sad. But yeah. Uh, oh Foxcatcher. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And that was. Um, Which uh, our good friend Michael Zampino has raved about. He likes that movie a lot. He's uh, also he? uh, definitely he's been interested in that story. Uh, uh, the the gentleman's name who's accused yeah. of the murder. And, yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Dupont. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep, um, yeah. But I would re- also recommend the Thirty for Thirty about. Him and the wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, it's called Prince of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a very actually. I watched that and I didn't watch the movie. 
Okay. Because I, after I saw that, I was like, like I, I can't. To. I don't yeah. want to watch that. <laughs> yeah. And I like Steve Carell, and then like. Well, I appreciate them him taking a chance and, and doing a t- totally completely different role. Yeah, and um, trying to get out because you know it's difficult. You get typecasted. No, nobody gets typecasted more than people well, in comedy. I think that's one reason why he he's made these. I, I think obviously he likes the work he's taking, much as he said in his monologue on SNL last week, <laughs> uh, where they uh, they they spoofed all the the fan uproar about an Office reboot and actually had members of the cast oh. in the audience yep. saying, "So Steve, when are we gonna do the reboot?" And he yep. was, Held fast that it's not something he's interested in doing, and good for him. I like it when uh, uh, when Aaron or what's it, Kemper uh, Ellie, Ellie Ellie Kemper, Kemper yeah. says you're a jerk. That yeah. was just great. <laughs> yeah, that was a very Aaron line too. It, no, it, it was. Like Aaron. She got to bring back her character for like a, a, a little bit, yeah, right there. Mm. And then Pam went at Helms, yeah, Jenna but, Fisher. Uh, but Steve, Steve was such a, 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 of course, integral part of the show that even in this episode, which again is is about an, the ensemble cast, yep. is, is the premise they're selling. It's really about Andy and Dwight, but at the same time, Steve gets a lot of chances to shine. Michael Scott yes. is is a big through line throughout the episode, not only in bouncing off Andy, not only bouncing off the ensemble when he's getting the sales call set up, mm-hmm. but think about it. We get scenes led by him when he's calling Jan to check in where Dwight, why Dwight was uh, late to work that morning. Yeah. And, and that whole plot. Beeswax Incorporated? Yeah. <laughs> or none of yours. And, and for an episode that is largely um, really focused on itself, there's not a lot of the running storylines that have to be seen for this. That scene is one scene where you have to sort of know who Jan is. You have to... You have to get that reference from early in the episode where they yep. talk about what happened with Dwight when he yep. tried to go behind Michael's back and get his job. I mean, that was a whole episode. It was, yeah. Yes, exactly. And it would have covered it, it, in it, six lines. It really would have behooved you to see that episode to really give this give this episode the full gravitas that it has. Yeah. Which is one reason, once again, I didn't watch the show in the first run because I would always see it on. I, I knew I'd want to watch it all the way through for yeah. it. And I knew that it was that fact was, okay, I'm going to be confused. And yeah. it's not going to be as good as it. I may think it's funny because this is funny stuff these guys are doing. Yeah. But I don't really understand the whole everything behind it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that there's so much that you can miss if you're not following it episode to yeah. episode. Which just shows that it has awesome depth. Yeah. For just a comedy yeah. show. And they do technically cover everything just in the scripting, the way that, that Michael and Andy talk about uh, the past incident with Dwight, mm-hmm. setting it up so that Andy can steal the, the, the uh, Pike Pass information out of uh, the, uh, Dwight's car. Oh, yeah, he commits, turnpike. like, yeah, uh, crime. Yeah, yeah, going, <laughs> going in your co-worker's car and stealing something, not okay. No, no. But <laughs> not... he, knew, he knew that it was definitely not, I mean, obviously it's in Dwight's desk, but only that set of keys mm-hmm. was Dwight's keys, because I saw the mace immediately that was, like, attached to it. Yeah. And it was, I was like, yep, those are, de- yep. He's going to his car. He's a son of a bitch, that guy. I like when he threw the keys under the car. Yeah, oh God, oh. Yeah, when the, <laughs> yeah, the amazing race. Amazing race. <laughs> and Michael's ability, like, why is this like Amazing Race? And he yeah. just goes, mm, it's Amazing <laughs> Race, Karen. It's his first, like, <laughs> or not his first, yeah. but one of them. <laughs> no, that, that was stellar. Michael it's loves the idea that he race. can create a fantasy if he just says it loud and uh, over and over enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he always said that he has that sort of psychological getup. We've talked about this a number of times where when certain things are happening, like there's a script to how it should go. Mm. Yeah. And when it doesn't happen the way he thinks it's supposed to go, he, gets he just gets flustered and like, uh, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> just sort of has to force it back, you know? <laughs> Forces it back. I mean, and even another, uh, I would say, uh, uh, first in the series is yeah. seeing Angela actually, number one, in a place of um, being so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Because she's always so calm, cool, and in control. Yeah. Um, and 
and what was the other thing? Just happy. Just ha- and ha- thank you. Happy. We haven't we haven't seen her like that. Uh, you know, Ever. She, we and, and we and immediately like the scene in the coffee shop, she snaps back into bitch mode, if you will, <laughs> super quick. But her resting bitch mode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, <laughs> and that's why. You see those little shots of Pam. Just l- keep looking at the camera. Like, yeah, that's What's it. What's going on here? <laughs> For Who an epi- is this person? <laughs> For an episode that doesn't have a lot of Pam, she really uses those scenes well. She gets those looks in the camera like you were talking about. It, it, she definitely, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we get who she is and where she is in the story, you know, which sure. is great. Sure. So. Yeah, but she doesn't have a lot of time. She really doesn't. She's talked about almost as much as she has seen in this episode. You're right. Just and actually, you- her, the specter of her is more. Oh, over everything. It's over everything yeah. in yeah, this agreed. episode because somebody will say, Phyllis spilled the beans about Pam yeah. and Jim to Karen, mm-hmm. which she did not previously know, had yeah. a two-season flirtation, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, did kiss. <laughs> I don't think she knows that yet. She doesn't know that. She just said, no, yeah. Yes, yeah, Phyllis just said he was just hung up on her. Yeah. And that's all she knows at this point. Well, and I love when 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 Karen confronts Jim and you get that classic uh, question uh, diversion, you know, where she says, did, did you have a thing for Pam? And he immediately, what? Did I have a thing for Pam? <laughs> and yeah. then just so slyly, did, did she say something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now that's not sl- that's actually more way more obvious than you should be, Jimbo. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that, so normal. That was when it became the, the sitcom. Yeah. This is what I. <laughs> this is me pretending not to care at all about what. No, this what yeah. this but. show definitely has every aspect of every normal office, yeah. with the different you know types of people and the different personalities and mm-hmm. who's. Cl- clashing and who's mm-hmm. melding and mm-hmm. all yep. that yep. so it definitely and then of course uh, you know the moments are just so, some of them are so classically hysterical that yep. it's crazy oh, yeah, yeah. How, how much yeah who knew that so much hilarity could be you know at a simple at, stuff. at a simple at a simple uh, yeah. office oh yeah just put in the right people and characters well and just the the amount of things that that, that this this episode builds absurdity through the ideas of sales calls of course the ideas of 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 car rides i mean so much of this episode takes place in car rides andy and michael's situations uh, the whole stanley and ryan fallout from him meeting the four executives or whatever yeah yeah stanley laughing so hard (laughs) he's crying yeah 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 and and (laughs) (laughs) we really get to see a a glimpse in the stanley's kind of uh, malicious glee yeah and and not caring <laughs> and you know him not caring you know when they're when they're trying to pick their partner he's like pass yeah and yeah, <laughs> not yeah, even yeah. looking up and then ryan's little great one off i was very flattered it was the second choice after pass, pass. <laughs> and just the the resignation i'll take the kid <laughs> <laughs> ryan and, and and real quick ryan gets a couple Couple of great uh, one-offs. He's a it's just a stellar uh, turn for him because yeah. after the after he would get the uh, Dwight will be missed, not by me so much. He <laughs> <laughs> will be missed. <laughs> kind of makes you like him a little bit, yeah. <laughs> or not? Just laugh at him, I guess. I love that they give Andy uh, two different codas on that. He gets two scenes in the uh, confessional. He does the Oompa Loompa song, yeah. and then a few beats later, he does where he's talking about oh, he yeah. did what he had to do. And you see Angela looking at him with daggers in her eyes. You get the deep focus. Yeah. Great, great rage looking, Angela. Yeah. Dickensy and Angela. Yeah, but yeah. there's always one guy like him. 
Oh, yeah. Right? You know, in an office. It doesn't matter oh. what it is, but there's always one guy or a woman like him. Yeah. And yeah. you just sit and you glare, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, even, and, if, even if they hadn't have, Who uh, hired got your, you? Yeah, boyfriend, <laughs> you got your boyfriend fired, you still would do it yeah. because of everything else they do, well, especially and he, someone like Andy. And for the, the path his character takes, we're in an interesting place where he's sort of the villain of the show right now. Yeah, he's he become the, you know, whereas... It, we never we didn't have a villain last season. You you had Dwight being sort of the the antagonist. Yes. But now you've actually got someone who is, is showing antagonizing the antagonist. Yeah. And, and well and, and, and literal like crafty behavior to literally take the guy down. Uh, spoken as much. Yeah. So blood sport. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> this this paper industry is rough, man. Well yeah. sales is blood sort. So That's it. true. Yeah. No matter the industry, right? Oh, there's, God. there's selfish people out there, people who are who, people who are salesmen but really aren't salesmen because they suck at it but they don't know because they have too, too much hubris. Yeah. Oh, you have people that all of a sudden you tell you tell them that you're working the account, and they tell them they tell you, "Oh, well, I'm selling that." I, excuse me. Yeah. Didn't I just tell you like three seconds ago that I've been working this account for three years? Yeah. Oh you know, and, and they just look at you. Well, it's mine now. I don't think so. <laughs> you know. Yeah. See, I would hope there's some controls on that for management, but um, sometimes yes, sometimes, sometimes no. no. Man. Sometimes you just got to appeal to the head guy and just say, "Excuse me, you can have that person or you can have me." Mm. Now, how many times have I got on, out on a limb and gotten you exactly what you wanted? Yeah. Even though I technically couldn't, mm. but I yeah. did. Right. And so they think about it, and some of them are like, "Yeah." You know. <laughs> Others they just go, "Well, I don't know at this point in time." And then you want to go, well, you're an idiot, so it's okay. Uh, well, and that's the thing is we don't see in the show, we, we because it's a, in, at its heart, it's a sitcom. In, in the head, it's it's an ensemble cast. It's supposed to be a, a, a group of people who get along, by and large, which, of course, makes things like Toby, the Dwight Jim relationship stand out, yeah. is we don't see a lot of that inner office salesman one-upping, you know, that, that sort yeah. of inner find that you would see in a, in a, in a real environment you see it in a few oh, examples when they do like the computer the computer but that was a, kind of different yeah or, or when they get in the uh there's the one point when saber is doing a real good job of compensating salesmen right. and they're all they yeah. all sort of become like they've all yeah. got the yeah, they, bluetooth in their ear and they're all acting sort of douchey they're you all know? high and mighty on everybody because they get more money from it than everybody else does for yeah. bonuses and my fascination with this entire thing is that again it's a, a completely different industry than i know or understand yeah even mm. somewhat sure uh so and they have a set amount of time and they've got all these really genuinely excellent players mm -hmm. and they have to get out that message for this guy or woman to fit into this scenario right and they must have some really incredible writers and yeah, editors they do. because they manage to clip it exactly so the two or three seconds of one-liners or, you know, minute of interaction yeah. is so to the point that it lets mm -hmm. you understand totally what goes on in the entire office, oh, yeah. how they interact. Right. So, you know, to me, that's amazing. Well, and we've talked about is. that before, yeah. how efficient the writing is. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. They, what was the term? Um, uh, something of space, uh, yeah. economy of space, yeah. or econ economy of words. Exactly. They, and they, using space, because there's a lot of like silence yeah. in an episode, like they use the silence for to effect. Yeah, yeah. and looks you at know. the camera. I mean, they, 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 they recognize a lot of moments where they don't need to... Um, 
Get yourself right. taken care of. Uh, yep, I am. Cool. Back. I'm no, back. No Sorry. worries. Yeah, what the, were you saying? The uh, they, they even with the the moments that they don't use speech, they still manage to make speech so effective. Mm-hmm. Every oh, yeah. scene is so like, and, and and I always come back to how Thirty Rock is another fine example of where right. every line is so economically used. Right. You know? And when you're dividing that up against you know amongst a good amount of characters. You've got oh, to yeah. know how to do it. Well, who don't, we, yeah. we don't see Creed this episode. We don't see right. Meredith. We don't see Toby. So they right. definitely cut the cast down a little bit. They for do. Us. I mean, and there are there are outtakes the where Oscar, you'll see. I mean, there are outtakes where. I mean, there's a lot of outtakes for for especially I think in these these seasons. Yeah. There's so much good material that they have that they just have they have to cut it out. Yeah. But you could make you could have had ten more minutes at least. Well, and you can Eight see why minutes. season four they were able to argue for those forty minute episodes even before the writer strike became an issue. Right. Because they started doing longer episodes because they had the material. Yeah. They did. They could do extra size episodes. Yeah. As as I'm sure will we when that time comes. <laughs> Actually do they ever after the show is ended, do they ever show another outtake or something that uh, wasn't used. There's a lot of them out there. That's what we're saying. Is yeah, yeah for each season, yeah. there's tons of them you can yeah, find on, on YouTube. Yeah, that do that. Right. Yeah. I know? bet. I bet. Like on um, syndication, there might be instances where they use an out. They have an outtake. Yeah. Like I know on, there's a few episodes. Like it was Comedy one, like, Central, I think. When or certain two channels were showing it recently. Two or three episodes back, we were looking, and and I, I'd seen that there was one that when it aired in syndication, they re-added right. two or three other scenes. Right. It added one more little mini plot line, you know, for a couple characters who you didn't see so much. Yeah. Which who knows. I mean, we should look into the uh, the uh, the deleted scenes for this episode. Maybe that's where Creed and Meredith and and everyone else is. You know? I should have brought that with. I think yeah. I might have watched it. I can't remember anything for this one, but um, I'm trying to watch those on my DVDs. Yeah, you picked up uh, the whole DVD set. Huh? Yeah, I have it at home, but like actually putting in a DVD th- these days is so weird. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. I, I I put in a DVD for the first time in my Xbox 360 and I had a friend have to show me how to do it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Everything in this, this equation was mine and they're like, no, this is how you work your stuff. <laughs> so that was fun. It's like me and my phone. Sometimes I try to get music on my phone and I can't get it and I can't get it and all of a sudden I get into my car and all of a sudden it's blasting through the screen. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah! Fun. Oh, there yeah. you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, man! So we talked about a little bit how this episode doesn't have a huge uh, Michael focus until we get towards the end when he's calling Jan, yeah. and then of course we have the great scene between Doggy. Michael and Dwight. He yes. calls out Dwight on the lie about this morning, and there's so much there. You talk about that econ- economy yeah. of space mm-hmm. lines like. Damn rooster didn't crow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, yes. Why are you lying, liar? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they bring that. They bring back the uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine from Halloween. He's like, "Quiet, you. Yo, wait, you stay out of this, you." Yeah. <laughs> and his teeth are literally bearing. After Michael walks away in that scene, the way Andy just stands, stands there, there, just triumph- staring at him, triumphant. Yeah. Yeah. And and and. It's it's just so odd to see Dwight threatened. Yeah, because he's such a, a an alpha type, trying to he never feels threatened at all from anybody. Well, and the way that he approaches Angela, and they have that out where he he's like trying to get her to you know can, can we, would it be so bad if people knew? Yeah. Look at Kelly and Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> those two people I hate more than anyone anything in this world. <laughs> I love, and that's how they talk. They talk like they're like it's like in Breaking Bad when like they're. They're the trying to. They're talking to a drug dealer on the other side of like a booth, and they're like yeah. back, backs to back, <laughs> and they're having a conversation like that. In this case, they're he's facing her back, but they're still trying to play so incognito from everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone will know their business. Oh God! <laughs> and I want to say that about this episode. 
they could have got out. They could have just gone and BS'd Michael and got through it, and it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, like so many others, especially when you get. I mean, into there's some... plot holes and all. I get it, but yeah, yeah. The, if the, there's always that. If if you know, if they would have just said something, <laughs> I just think like they would have been smart enough to get out of. I think they were just so petrified, or Angela was so petrified that he just decided to die on his sword. Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. now, how often does it run here? Oh uh, well, the show's been off the air for a while now. Yeah, oh, uh, it's uh, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's it was on, just yeah. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it, it's forever on Netflix. We hope. Yeah. Well, it's on mine. Yep. There you go. Yes. Yeah. So it's um in the U.S. I I see sad stories online of 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 people in other countries where their Netflix doesn't have the office. See, so. that's yeah. where I just well, I'd have so. to. <laughs> even my DVD set might not work over in those countries. So. Well, yeah. it actually Scour. was one of the sh- uh, shows that I actually watched because, as you know, I don't watch a lot of television series or anything like that. Pure. But mm. I did watch it, and when it was on, I didn't make it through all the seasons, mm-hmm. but. I watched a few, and mm-hmm. I did actually follow it. Yeah. And I just found it to be so true to form. <laughs> right. That it was funny, and it kept your interest. And, and of course, you adored certain characters and mm-hmm. thought the others were bozos or whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but isn't that true about anything? But, but that's, <laughs> it, it, was it sure typical. is. It was that's a typical mix of. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's part of the charm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever run across the British version? Like the original version? No. Okay. No, I haven't. Yeah. That's a fun trip. They've got that on Netflix as well. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely is a, a much drier show and, and less afraid. And, and that's something I, we, we need to talk about is Steve Carell, Michael Scott, was not offensive this episode. Not really. A little bit when he divvies them up for Amazing Race, he, of he course. He throws the keys. Yeah, and he calls he, <laughs> he, he, he calls uh, Jim and Dwight the gay the couple, gay couple. In, in sort of a derogatory sense. He yeah, means it right. as a poke, you know, yeah, which, is, poke. which is a, dumb. It's a ha-ha know? poke, ha-ha, you know. You know. But, uh, but I'm writing that line. Yeah, so... So and uh, you know we get a little bit of him making uh, Harvey the computer say stuff like boobs or I love yeah. you long time. <laughs> that was great. I love I love Yoy Long Tim. Yoy and, and Long Tim are going to be very happy together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that set up too the way that you talk about uh, uh, how it gets the feel you understand everything so quick. In that scene, you understand who Michael is, who Jim is, who Pam is, their mm-hmm. relation to each other. Like it's you get so much just in that yeah. little back and forth. Just a little, you know carefree kind of funny thing yeah. at the start yeah. which doesn't fit the rest of the episode really at all kind of no. it's not I won't say it bugs me it's just it feels a little you're like ah, ha, 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 and then it go and then it, everything starts for real things get real you don't really get playful michael besides no. that, that intro scene no you know? no which, you you get some funny things here and there from him mm-hmm. like you know well i guess that's not even a playful Playful Michael, but it's still just funny when he walk when he comes out of the women's restroom. Oh yeah, well that's actually one of the few minute moments where you get a little bit of the selfishness of Michael, with where where he he, <laughs> he comes out and then has to, feels like he justifies it to the camera about why he's in the women's room. <laughs> <laughs> but you you got to appreciate the camera guy framing it that way, just so he could get that. Yeah. <laughs> and and Andy Andy in the foreground uh, proclaiming how um, he's uh, his persistence. You know he he's not one to give up because he's walked two marathons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Oh. And he, he, Andy is such a get it you get him or you don't character too for a lot of people. Yeah, I and his this version of him is the hardest to like. Yeah, but he does make some funny. He does have some funny moments in the in the episode. Oh well, but, he, he's you know, funny. He's just terrible. He's, just, he's horrible. <laughs> he's evil. <laughs> he yeah. is. Yeah. And and why you tell somebody you uh, probably illegally sniped a shark off, yeah, off, yeah. off the crow's nest in Montauk? 
<laughs> you know, in, in the Hamptons. Yeah. In the Hamptons. Showing this up. is this is somebody trying to relate. Yeah. To yeah. your common man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and at least Michael had sense enough to tell him to shut up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or tried to anyway. Well, he, Michael, he comes in and out of smartness and complete. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, is we when we get him as a salesman, we we also have to see him have to deal with the same kind of nuisance that he can be. And that's the interesting yes. thing about it. Is, that's is, a nice little play. Is how how they, they really and that's that's another way of helping us grow sympathy for this character that started out just to saying the most racist, sexist things you can come up with. You know? <laughs> how, how does Michael Scott keep his job? We were talking when yeah. we were hanging out with uh, a friend of the show, Laura yeah. Cook, last night, yes. who you yes. know we should give a shout-out to. We yes. did try to do this episode with Laura, yes. and the recording went bad, so yeah. we're going to have her back on the show real soon. Real soon. Thank you, thank you, Laura. It was a good one. Yeah, and uh, but we were talking with her last night when we brought up the whole how does Michael Scott keep his job, which right. was one of the first things she asked on the show last time. Right. And this, this is how. Not only the salesmanship, but those moments where he can work with the other problem children and yeah. keep them in line. And it, and it, it, it just hammers home that he was a great salesman, still yeah. is a great salesman. Exactly. should still be a salesman, not a manager. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's not supposed to. Yeah. He, he just can't. He, he's, no, he's not manager material. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's wannabe manager material. We love it. I'm glad he is. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's not good. But he jumps back in when he has to. Exactly. Yeah. He makes it work when he absolutely has to. Yeah. Whether well, it's you know the making the big sale when he was eating you know it was pretzel day. Well, and any time he's been back in sales, so forth and so forth, or or been in a position where he was less about the manager and more about the salesman, he succeeds. No, so always. I mean, if we would have had an office where we still had Ed Truck in charge, you know, like we did before the show starts, then we might have had a a, a more successful and and less problematic Michael. His downtime, his boredom, is what leads him to do all the stupid shit he does. Yep. And, and we don't see a bored Michael in this episode. We really don't. So. And I really hope they never... I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to tell you. Hope they, oh, you hope they don't do the reboot? No. I, well, yeah. all right, I, I'm already talking. Don't do a, pre, don't do a prequel. Oh, you think they're going to do a prequel? Uh, uh, back in the day with Ed Truck. Oh, no. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Please. We'll see the then, early then days they'll of make w- wacky Michael. Oh, no, it's, yeah. it's going to be all new people. We don't want it's going to be it's going to be like Dumb and Dumber, no. Dumb and Dumber Two, yeah, you know that kind of thing. And only of nobody can pull off those characters like those character like those actors. Well, and that's so. the thing is, I mean, Parks and Rec proved that you could take the same idea and go a new direction with it, and you're going to have a, a series that succeeds on its own merit. Yeah. That show started out as an office clone set in the bureaucracy of small small town government, mm-hmm. and it turned into. Less even a mockumentary show, although it kept the style, but uh, just more of a just a different take at a sit, sit on a sitcom formula. Right, and it worked. Worked great. I mean, right. there's people doing podcasts about that show. So. Yes, there are. So I need to watch it someday. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Did, you, did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Oh yeah, watched that for a while. So that you, one's you, fun you're too. A fan? That, yeah, yeah, that was good. I liked that. So you saw Car- so Karen's in that. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rashida, Rashida Jones, Jones, fantastic actress. Yeah. Occasionally, I come across you know something that actually, like I said, is interesting and funny, and it's uh, relevant, and mm-hmm. yeah. definitely needs to have a little fun made out of the industry or sure. in whatever. Uh, way. Oh yeah, because life is so stupid and complicated; it's ridiculous if you have no downtime or happy time, laugh time. 
I think it's it not worth like, it. No, yeah. everybody would go crazy. Well, and if you have too much downtime, as Michael Scott shows us, you will inevitably start making very racist jokes. So yeah, you shouldn't do that. Very true. Don't do that. <laughs> keep keep yourself busy. Don't be racist. And stay away from Todd Packer. Stay away from Todd Packer. No Todd Packer in this episode. No, no. Nope. He's been gone a while. He has been. He's kind of been gone for a good a good little while. Yeah. That's the good thing about these shows is they can write people out. Yeah, exactly. Parts not working. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, and, and of course, the character who's been gone for a long time is going to make a big reappearance next episode. Yeah, at some point. So, so oh, we, yeah. We've got, uh, we've got our good friend Oscar Martinez yes. joining us again. So glad, Mr. Martinez. Glad for that. He's, he's, he's sort of come back, but he just didn't want to. It was too soon. Popped into Christmas. Popped in into the Christmas, Christmas episode. Uh, he showed Unknowingly up to everyone else. With Gil, his with roommate. Gil. But so. one of those brilliant little moments in this show that only this show could do it just this like that. Because <laughs> yeah. it's Oscar. And then he's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he, yeah. The next episode coming up is a great one. Yeah. Well, what about, uh, what about this one? Anything uh, that you think we've missed so far, Brian? Not that I can really... Um... Oh, well, one, one little moment. I noticed we all had... An, a good little chuckle at the end with um, speaking of Dwight's um, giving up his job. In other words, he's quitting. Yeah. Uh, and his uh, sort of channeling a little bit of Highlander there at the end yeah. with, where it might be me today, we all will fall. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, oh, and before that, I should say, I have worked, I have enjoyed working with some oh, of you. you. <laughs> those of you all remember. remember. Yeah. <laughs> At least he's honest. Yeah. We all know true. we've been there. But <laughs> Kevin's little, ups, after we all shall fall, his little look to the, to yeah. the side like, like, what does he mean? <laughs> like, <yeah>. Kevin's worried. <laughs> well, no, my first reaction on that one was I was like, is he really quitting? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or is he going to yeah. come back? Because I <laughs> probably won't catch the next episode. Well, I may have to go back and fish for it. Oh, oh yeah, go back and watch yeah. the next one because it's great because you'll get to see Dwight Schrute working at Staples uh, or yeah. Office Max. Yeah, that's it nice. Was. That's uh, <laughs> Got got uh, some good cameos in that episode. The, yeah, too. that I almost think they just that was part of it. That's the reason they kicked him off for like a, a for a quarter of a seat, a quarter or a half yeah, of a yeah. half of an episode, yeah. so they could put him at Staples. <laughs> yeah, no, it had me going. Yeah. yeah, this is a great episode. I um, no no complaints here. This is just continuing the strong uh, string of episodes that. Makes up season three, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, it really has been. I don't have any final thoughts on the episode. Anything uh, we have mentioned you wanted to uh, yeah. touch on? No, actually, I've gotten to watch some really good stuff that I haven't seen in a while since I've been here, and that it being one of them. Well, good. Uh, so, and and I do every now and then I'll go back into my Netflix right. and I find stuff, right? Yeah. Because I say I really want to watch something like that, but. Um, but it's always happy when I come here and I yeah. see something I haven't seen in a while. Well, oh, yeah, of course. I had a question. I was curious a little bit because you've you know done sales for a while, and obviously the the politics and the politically correct whatever you know trap or whatever how it's changed over the years in different industries, especially yeah. in sales. And like you know how Michael is such a because there was an article recently that they couldn't make The Office today mm-hmm. in the in the current climate. Of P of um, and I was wondering, is it is it weird to see like, I mean, even what, looking at this, like how it's do things you, have changed. Do you feel that shift in, in how yeah. like different people would approach do, one another? Yeah, are they now compared to even just uh, what ten years ago when were, the show pe- came were out? people more looser and like would say more outlandish <laughs> things and not worry about 
I don't know. Repercussions. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably more structured HR, now. HR, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. but that's because the competition is so fierce. Right. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, when the companies that I worked for, a mm-hmm. lot of them were basically just making their name in the business. Gotcha. So they were just looking for outgoing people that could go out and talk and yeah. be pleasant and had a good appearance and basically could say how great this product was. Right. Yeah. Because I was doing switching people from ATT, A- AT&T, yeah. who was the megaphone. It was the uh, mega everything. Right. I mean, they, they did everything. Right. And, and I was switching them to MCI. Who the heck was MCI? Yeah. Right, right, right. So, you know, but yeah. now the there's players. so many different things, and everybody knows about MCI, and they know about this, and they were dinosaurs, right. yes, right. Yeah. but we're now Verizon and whatever, and we've got this, this, yeah. this. Yeah. So it's a different type of atmosphere. So sales is definitely more competitive. Interesting. And, and... It's ba- biased. Yeah, they like how? Like how so? They want young people. Gotcha. Oh yeah, sure. They sure. don't ageism. Want, yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't care how much experience you have. They need that innocent stupidity. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Naivete. Bec- yeah, yeah. Naivete. Yeah, or presented. Pres- and then there's perceived. a guy that's literally an hour and a half older than him, who's a seasoned rep. You know? yeah, right. So he's the mentor. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, so somebody like me would be a dinosaur trying to teach a young person who knows way more things than I do about right. any kind of technology. Gotcha. So it, it's That's an interesting, crazy it's a dynamic. total imbalance already. Yeah, it is. So you, when you do sales, you have to find different types of sales. Exactly. Oh, yeah. okay. It's just all it's all different. Got it. Yeah. Gotcha. In, in my right. business, thanks would, for answering. I went off a tangent. I know. No, but. no, it's no, what no. we do here. And would, would you do paper sales ever, <laughs> given the chance? Newspaper. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dun, like Dunder Mifflin. Uh, office office supplies. Yeah. I guess if I ha- had to. Okay. Yeah. If I had right. to, you know, I, I mean, money comes down to a, a, a gravitating factor. Yeah. Right? Right. So right. if you really need the money, I mean, you'll pitch papers at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. For well, newspapers. Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I know the current management up at Dunder Mifflin. Uh, David Wallace is a solid <laughs> a solid hand on the wheel. I think he uh, I think he's going to be the one to lead him to glory. He's got so. a pro- He's got an, a side project called Suck It. Suck It. Yeah. It's, yeah. Very successful. it's very successful. They use it in the military. <laughs> All right, Mom. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you thank for you. having me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. glad thank to have you. Good on. times. Uh, the, your first podcast. Uh, maybe next time you're in town, we're gonna have to have you over on an episode of Opinions Like A Holes with yeah. uh, Michael Zampino. Okay. I, I think you. I think you do well in that racket. Well, I, yeah. I think I may have found a whole new career. I, I think, think you, so too. I think so too. <laughs> uh, who knows? Well, maybe you'll be launching the next podcast uh, on the channel four and a half. Yeah, but work. I gotta warn you. Might. Yeah. My voice comes out very different on tape than it. Or, or at least maybe I hear it differently. Well, everyone does. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I a, hate mine. Uh, so. Me too. Yeah. I hear myself and I'm like, oh my god, do I sound like that? Yeah, that's that's podcasting. That's it's millions of people worldwide yeah. hating the way they sound. Oh. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, so I guess yeah. that's a happy. Right. So you're in the club. <laughs> well, thank you again, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. It's thank a you. Great pleasure. Ah, well, we'll do it again next week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening to the People, Persons, Paper podcast. We've been so very happy to have you. And I hope you'll come back next week because next week, Kevin's got a joke, and he's been waiting a while to tell it. This is weird. It's okay, though. Oh, yeah. This is your first podcast? Yes. It's going to be weird. Yeah. It is weird. It is weird. Oh, God, yeah, it's weird. But you're just talking to the mic the way you would. She was not a particularly pretty woman, yeah. but she had a set of Kayangas on her that was 
obviously appealing. Impeccable. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she had a really seriously good body. Okay. And so we used That'd to go somewhere. on sales calls, and she was older than I was, and I was kind of like a newbie. Yeah. And I... I went in with her, and she'd immediately saunter up to a desk, park her butt on the desk, cross her legs, and dip her chest just slightly forward. <laughs> Always a suit with a very low-cut blouse. Yeah. And the guys would all be focused on her, and she would literally talk them into doing two lines of MCI, and she'd end up owning the entire office. Oh, yeah. Those things are power, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 